Chief Chat, the official podcast of the Army and Air Force Exchange Service, the Department of Defense's largest retailer. Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, the exchange's senior enlisted advisor, discusses readiness, resiliency, and your exchange benefit with military leaders, Hollywood A-listers, athletes, and more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chief Chat. What is up, my exchange family from all over the world? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chief Chat. My name is Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Osby, and I'm your senior enlisted advisor for the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. Before we get started with our guests today, I would like to introduce my lovely co-hosts, Leah Matthews and Julie Mitchell. How y'all doing, ladies? Hi, guys. Oh, Julie, I, can, I don't think I can hear you. In a row. I, I can't hear you. No. Because I'm on mute. Hello. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Listen, it is Friday, and we got an awesome interview today. But uh, I think we got this is a milestone episode, right? It is. It is episode 150. So 150th episode, man, that is awesome. So I I came on board last August, and I came on at episode 51. I think Chief Reyes took it to from one to fifty. I I got fifty one, mm-hmm. so this is like my hundredth episode, man. That's, we we got to start. We're gonna have to go syndicate it. So we're gonna have to start. Where's doing your balloons at, Chief? I know, I know. We we need to have some graphics to come up and and give us a celebration. But uh, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank I just want to thank you two for being an awesome co-hosts, uh, been carrying me for the past year on on Chief Chat. Uh, all the folks in the production team, DMN, thank you for being the behind the uh, behind the scenes support. Uh, all the folks that are freaking, all our folks that watch Chief Chat, because we have a lot of uh, folks that watch it. They're loyal. Uh, just thanks everybody for what they do uh, to make Chief Chat a success. So, uh, but we got an awesome show today. Uh, we're gonna uh, be able to celebrate diversity and inclusion. So I love love talking about diversity and inclusion. And we got an awesome guest. So without further ado, Julie, please introduce today's guest. November is Native American Heritage Month, and we are honored to have the Commanding General of the Army's Mission and Installation Contracting Command with us today. He is the only Native American general officer on active duty in the Army, and his family has a lasting legacy of service. Please help us welcome Brigadier General Douglas Lowry to Chief Chat. Hey, how you doing, sir? Thanks for joining the show. Hey, thank you. It's it's uh, quite an honor, and uh, I love the upbeatness of this show. So this is going to be yeah. fun. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> well, <laughs> the honor is all ours, sir. Uh, thank you so much for joining us from. Can you let the folks know at home where you're joining us from today? Yeah, so I'm in uh, sunny San Antonio, uh, Fort Sam Houston, uh, also known as Military City USA. And uh, again, just thank you so much for having me. It, it's truly an honor. You know, uh, Native November is Native American Month, but it's more than that. It's not just Native Americans; it, it's all Americans that that we that should be celebrating this month. Yes, sir. So we're up here in Dallas, and it was a little it was a little cool this morning. Is it is it a little cool in San Antonio this morning? Well, I woke up a little late and didn't do PT because uh, I got a cold and, <laughs> or a flu and COVID shot. So uh, yeah, it, it might have been a little cold, but not, not too bad. <laughs> 
So, sir, we'd like to start off with just learning a little bit about you and your background. Can you talk to us about where you grew up and kind of what your formative years were like? Uh, absolutely. So, so uh, grew up in Claremore, Oklahoma, a uh, little suburb uh, north of Tulsa, a town of about 12,000 at the time. Um, it's and the world's largest gun museum. Um, so just a normal normal childhood. Uh, stayed out until the streetlights were, were on, uh, rode bicycles and, and probably did stuff that I shouldn't have. Um, and then, you know, drank water out of a water hose. Um, but, you know, it was Main Street America. Just other people looking out for you. Um, other parents would yell at you if you did something wrong and and, and it was okay, right? Um, but but the, the diversity that we had in, in that town was was pretty amazing. So it's you know it's a small town USA. It's in Oklahoma. Probably a third of the people I went to to school with were Native American, and so we really didn't didn't bat an eye at diversity. It's it's just one of the things that that I grew up with. It was diversity in thought and and experiences. Um, and kind of really what I learned is, is the same values that are in line with the Army of loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, uh, and, and all that. You know, I had a football coach that used to have one rule, and it was really simple. It was two words. It was do right. And, and that's just kind of carried with me today. Hey, hey sir, I did a little trolling uh, of, your, of, of you specifically for this show, and uh, you mentioned football. And so I... I saw a video of you uh, doing your priorities uh, and you y'all were throwing a football around and at the end you hit up a Heisman Trophy pole. So uh, wh where did you play football at? Uh, well, I played at uh, uh, Claremore, uh, obviously. The the Claremore Zebras, that's the mascot. It's one of only four zebras. In the, in the um, so which is pretty cool, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I've heard of a mascot being a zebra. Yeah, the mascot is the zebra. Um, I tried to play in college. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I tried to play in college at Pittsburgh State University. Uh, the 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 fighting gorillas uh, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I think they were in the IA or FCS, whatever whatever they are now. Uh, but tore my ACL. Awesome. Well, well, I was just gonna say, I was just hoping you don't say West Point because uh, it's too soon right now. Because you know, I'm as an Air Force guy. You know, I. We had the Army Air Force game up here in uh, Arlington, and I got a chance to attend that. And I, I was in the booth with a bunch of uh, Army Army folks, and they were giving me a hard time. And I even lost the bet, so I had to go on social media and sing the Ar the Army song on my social media page. So it, that was that, that that was a little tough for me. So uh, you know, it's too soon. I don't think. Hey, I don't think you lost anything. I think you won by singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> That's hilarious. I uh, I live in a small town in a suburb outside of uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and the town next to us, their mascot is actually the zebras, also. So really interesting. Yeah, I've, yes, I've, I've heard you were talking about Grandview, Texas. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, sir, can you share with us how long have you been ser serving, and then what's your current role in the army? Yeah, so I've been in the Army for 27 years, uh, uh, commissioned uh, infantry officer from Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Uh, where, where interesting enough, you know, in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, half the street signs are in Cherokee. So, so up at the top is English, 
you know, Main Street, whatever. And then below that is in the Cherokee language. Um, so, which is pretty cool. And that's the, the capital of the Cherokee nation is Tahlequah, Oklahoma. But I've been in the army commissioned as an infantry officer uh, and been in the army for 27 years. Um, right now I'm the commanding general of the mission and installation contracting command and, and each Fort Drum, Bragg, Lewis, Fort, Fort Bliss, uh, whatever, uh, has a installation contracting office. Uh, that, that's what my guys do. So there's 31 locations. Uh, we do about $5 billion annually in, in contracts. Um, and basically it, it boils down to we do the Army business to increase Army readiness. Um, one, of, one of the interesting things about this kind of related to this is so we do a lot of business with small businesses, um, and that's about $5 billion annually. Um, our small business portion of that is about $2.6 billion, so a little over half of our money goes to small businesses. And even some of those small businesses are tribally owned uh, organizations. So all this has a huge economic impact all, all around the country. That's awesome. Awesome. So, sir, your, uh, your father served in the Army as an infantryman himself uh, and then a police officer uh, in Oklahoma for the, more than 30 years. So you got, you, you know, clearly your family ties are just super deep uh, in the military. So how did this influence your decision to join the Army? You, you know, just growing up, you kind of emulate what your parents, you, the, the environment you're in. Right. Um, just growing up in a small town, Oklahoma, having a sense of community, um, a sense of camaraderie playing sports, having that same sense of camaraderie. But, you know, I got to see my dad uh, be a police officer. Uh, actually, he was a narcotics agent. But, um, you know, I got to see see the camaraderie of the police officers and the families associated with it. And it's just, you know, it kind of boiled down to being a part of something bigger than yourself and, and living by a set of values uh, of, you know, just honesty and, and pride in what you do. And, uh, loyalty and duty. Um, th that's just kind of what inspired me to join the Army. And right now, you are the only Native American general officer on active duty in the Army. And you can trace your heritage back to Major George Rising Thon Lowry, the Assistant Principal Chief of the Cherokee Nation. But what can you tell our viewers about Rising Thon? So, I, I got to kind of go back and, and, and tell you, you know, how, how I came about this. So so I, I trace my Cherokee heritage uh, back on my father's side and my grandma on on my dad's mother uh, was very instrumental in this. And, and in her house, she had this huge board and this board was about the it, it was big. It was, I think four by eight sheet of plywood. I don't, I don't think it was made of plywood, but it, she was kind of an amateur genealogist. And she could trace our our family on her side and, and my grandfather's side back to generations. She traces it one on one side back on on my grandfather's side back seven generations uh, to a Cherokee chief named Okunstata. Um Supposedly, that Cherokee chief went on a delegation to England in in the I think about the mid seventeen hundreds. Um, but on that, she would explain who everybody was. And my fourth great grandfather was Major George Lowry. Um, and he was half Cherokee. His mother was uh, one of the, a, a daughter of a Cherokee chief. 
and they she married George Lowry, a Scottish immigrant. Um, and so George was born, but he he and his brother actually um, were very instrumental in Cherokee heritage. They they negotiated many treaties uh, for the Cherokee Nation with the U.S. government. There's there's also, you know, a famous painting uh, that she had a picture of that sits in the Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It, it's got a medal. If you if you look at it, it's got a medal right here. Um, it, I believe it was presented by Thomas Jefferson. Um, but he also got to, during a 1792-1793 delegation to Washington, D.C., uh, he got to meet President George Washington or former President George Washington, I guess, at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, he very instrumental in just Cherokee history. Uh, the other thing she taught me is, you know, in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, they have the Cherokee Heritage Center. So it's a it's an old village of, of what it would have looked like, uh, uh, you know, the 1700s. Um, but they also had a play there. And I don't recall the name of the play, but it's very similar to, similar to what's done in the Eastern Band of the Cherokees in North Carolina, a play called Unto These Hills. It's a little bit different because it talks about the Trail of Tears uh, before and after it happened into Oklahoma statehood. Um, but yeah, so, so my grandma was really the one that kind of kind of turned me on to it. I, I still to this day in a little bit of free time I have kind of do some research. Um, you know, m my grandpa published a book uh, called Journey to Sunrise, and it's all about Cherokee fables uh, and, it, and all that. So I keep doing my research uh, instilled on both sides of service, uh, instilled on both sides of the family, my, my mother's and my father's uh, just service. Um, my dad was a Korean war or a, excuse me, a Vietnam war veteran. Um, my two grandfathers served in World War II, uh, one in the in the Navy and then one in the European theater as a field artilleryman. So, yeah, it's uh, a pretty unique history and I could probably go go a lot longer just on uh, Major Georgia's contributions to the Cherokee Nation. Awesome, man. Now, that's that's very, very uh, amazing story. And and like you said, your lineage uh, goes on for for years and years and years. Uh, I, sir, I just want to take this time to really uh, uh, introduce you to someone very special to me. Uh, we were stationed together at my previous base at Keesler Air Force Base. Um, Mass Sergeant Crystal Stacy, she's a very, very proud Native American. And uh, she did something remarkable uh, that, that affected a, the entire DOD. Uh, she's currently the section chief of Specialty Imaging assigned to the 81st Medical Diagnostic and Therapeutic Squadron at Keesler Air Force Base in Mississippi. Uh, Master and Stacy is a 2021 Society of American Indian Government Employee Meritorious Service Award winner. Uh, she, she's very proud of her Native American heritage and was instrumental in an update to the Department of Defense policy to allow service members, tribal nations to be included on dog tags and military records. So this change in, uh, in policy affected 31,000 Native Americans and as a benchmark in the inclusion and cultural rights. So Mass Sergeant Stacy, welcome to Chief Chat. We're honored to have you here. Thank you so much. I, I couldn't think of a better episode to kind of weave you into because I, I knew what you had done and I wanted to kind of bring you into uh, one of our episodes, but this is a perfect episode uh, to, to you know introduce you to General Lowry and also uh, ask him a couple of questions or two. Chief, thank you for having me. General Lowry, it's an honor to meet you. Throughout your military career, how have you stayed connected to your roots and traditional ways of your Native American heritage? 
I honestly, I, I just go back to being something, being a part of something bigger than yourselves, and and, and values um, of duty, uh, personal courage. Um, you know, one thing that comes to mind. So, so sometimes you don't realize the impact you have have on people uh, just just by talking to them um, and and sharing those same values, being a part of something bigger than yourself. So, so two two little stories here. So, San Antonio Military City USA has a big event every year called Fiesta. And one of the kind of sub events of that is, is an Indian powwow. And, you know, after, at the powwow, I got to, to make a little, a few opening remarks. Um, and then I got to carry the American flag into the powwow uh, as the drums were going and the dancers were dancing. And really, I mean, really kind of, kind of life, you know, you can't replicate that, right? Um, it was truly an honor to do that. Um, but after that, um, a gentleman came up to me, he's a Korean War veteran, and he said, you know, I've never met a general officer. And, and furthermore, I've never, never met a Native American general officer. And I was just like kind of blown away, you know, like, what, what do I say? Um, you know, but a great guy really is told me when and we sat and talked for probably 25, 30 minutes, but th that was, you never know about the impact you're going to have on people and why you're there. So the, the next one is, uh, soon as, soon as I was, uh, confirmed by the Senate, you know, kind of goes out and I, I had a promotion and, and the local Cherokee nation newspaper picked it up, uh, kind of the story that, that the public affairs, uh, section where I was stationed wrote, and an active duty lieutenant colonel uh, from the Cherokee Nation, you know, looked me up on on email and said, "Hey, very proud of you." And you know, I never even knew. I I, I don't really know the guy, right? Um, but next time I go to Fort Bragg, I'm gonna look him up and, and just shake his hand, you know, and thank him for the service that he's done as well. Yeah, yeah. Kind of what I took away from that, sir, is um, represent, representation actually really really matters. And and so there's a there's a young you know, a young man or a young woman that, that sees that and sees that, oh man, we have a, a Native American general uh, and they aspire to be that, or they, they feel like it's it really a possibility. So uh, yeah, you, you you hit it right on the head when you said that you never know who you're influencing because you can have your picture on the wall or, or something and somebody walks by it and, and they're inspired automatically just based off of kind of face value. Uh, so right. it's, it's, it's awesome to, to, I tell people don't take it, don't take it for granted uh, the impact you have on other people. And so uh, I'm glad you were able to kind of uh, bring that to the forefront uh, in your comments. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Thanks for sharing those stories. And then, what would you say has been your biggest personal success as a soldier? And then, and why is that? What you would say. So this is a pretty simple answer, but pretty complex, right? It's people. Um, just hearing from people uh, that you've helped or, or influenced along the way, that they come back to you two or three years later and say, you know, hey, is it good to see you. Do you remember that time when? Thank you for helping me do this. Um, that that right there is probably the biggest personal success as a soldier. I, I, I kind of live by the, uh, the, the mantra of, the the rank and all that it, it's it's not about me right it's about the people that 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 helped me get here and you know 
um, kind of my success for people I work with or, or people that work for me is, is would they work with me again in a, in a different job or a different environment? Would they work with me again? And, and if they say yes, then that's success to me. Awesome. Awesome. So, sir, uh, I know the, you know, and speaking for myself, uh, the military has kind of gave me an opportunity to see the world uh, and, and, and experience different folks and, and be around things that I'm not used to. So I would, you know, I grew up in my community and then I came out with a set of values or, or what, how I saw the world. And then I joined the military and I learned a whole bunch of different things where I had to kind of unlearn some stuff and learn some new stuff. And I was able to kind of, kind of reach back and, and, and talk to, talk to my family members that never left uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, or or my friends that haven't been outside of, of the land, uh, too many times, and try to give them some type of uh, you know lessons that I've I've learned along the way. Are you able to do that uh, with the with the Cherokee Nation? Uh, not so much with the Cherokee Nation yet. Uh, some things are in the works. Uh, at, you know, at, at the ROTC program uh, that that I was brought up in, um, and then given some potentially some veterans awards or at a veteran ceremony for the Cherokee Nation. Um, and, and interesting enough, you know, the, the college that I came from, uh, the ROTC program shut down after I was commissioned. Uh, and there were, there, there were, uh, yeah, <laughs> imagine that, right? Um, so, so, so there were six of us commissioned. And this, these are pretty good odds. But uh, out of that, those six, you have one guy that retired as a lieutenant colonel uh, three colonels and two general officers. So it's it's actually when you look at the the percentage wise, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, so so what I do today, uh, haven't really got back specifically to the Cherokee Nation yet. Probably need to reach out to to some JROTC things. But I have done quite a few JROTC uh, talks, uh, especially in Alabama. A year ago, I was in Alabama, so Decatur, Huntsville. Uh, those areas, I've I've done quite a few talks. General, how do you express your culture in your everyday life? Um, honestly, uh, I just go back to values and being a part of something bigger than yourself, and just trying to stay true to those uh, cultures. Uh, you know, never give up attitude, and you know, if you if 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 you know. There's been times that, you know, just like any of us on a 12 mile road march, you're like, oh man, this just is really not fun right now. Um, but, you know, just remember where you came from and that you're part of something bigger than yourself. Sir, we wanted to share with you that you're getting lots of loves and thumbs up emojis on our Facebook feed. People are loving your mantra of be something bigger than yourself. That's really resonating. Just wanted to share a couple of the comments with you. Um, Alan French is watching. He sent a zebra emoji, so go zebras. And he, <laughs> Alan also says um, he liked the story about your heritage, about your, your ancestors. He enjoyed hearing that. And Amy Mitchell is watching too. And Amy says, good show y'all. So you're getting lots of love, lots of positive feedback, um, just lots of people watching. So thank you for, for um, you know, making time for us. And I just lost my notebook, sorry about that. And uh, just wanted to share that feedback with you. 
Thank you. Yeah, and Amy's definitely from the South because uh, when you put y'all in the comments, you already know where, where that's coming from. So <laughs> that's, a, that's okay. I, I understood exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, sir, what else is ahead for you in your career? And then any legacy that you want to leave behind? Uh, that's almost two questions. Uh, you know, what's ahead of me is, is you know, I'm, I'm going to, my plan is to, to stay in the army until, until somebody tells me to leave. Right. Um, I'm here to, to help those younger people as they come up through, through the contracting career field in the army to, to be better than I was. Um, and you know, my day job is kind of keeping the army, uh, keeping army strong and ready. Um, the biggest legacy that, that I want to say is just the culture, right? So it's a, a win every day culture. So win in everything you do every day. Um, go go pick one win each day and, and go win. Um, and then the live your legacy, right? So so all of us have a legacy. So I always ask people all the time, what's your legacy? Um, and just working, just leaving that culture of win every day and li leave your legacy. Uh, whatever that may be, whether it's your children, your family, uh, sports, your job, uh, just win every day and leave your legacy, leave your mark on life. Yeah, absolutely, leave, leave the world greater than you found it is what what I, I like to like to uh, use. So, um, but uh, sir, I appreciate your time. It's been a a, a true honor having you with us today. Uh, you, like I said, you dropped some some good nuggets, and we, we got to learn a little bit more about you. And uh, your heritage, which is amazing, because I'm always intrigued by people and and kind of how they got to where they are today and, and the kind of path that you took. So thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Sergeant Stacy, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks for, you know, you know, seeing that seeing because I think and, and, I, and like I said, I don't want to mess your story, up, but I know you noticed that on the dog tags that you uh, it had religion, but it didn't have an, an opportunity to put a tribal your tribe on on the dog tag. So can you can you before we leave, can you kind of share that story a little bit? So I was invited to do a diversity and inclusion discussion with uh, our wing commander. And it was always um, an issue for me because it was a no preference for us on the dog tags. And being deployed, I I felt that especially during elections this past year, we Native Americans were seen as something else. So that really hit home for me. Um, so I wanted to bring that back to us and make sure that we are being recognized, not just during Native American Heritage Month, but that we all are here and we do exist. And we, we have a long tradition, a long legacy, a long history, not just in the military, but through throughout um, our life. So I just wanna make sure that we're here, we're recognized, we're speaking up. And that's what we always say is tell our airmen, it, it's our duty to speak up. You see something, you voice your concerns. And like Colonel Blackwell would always say, if you can make the grass by your feet greener, we can spread that and make a change. So that's why I said it was important for us to, at that moment at our time to bring that piece forward and make that change. So Mohawk Nation was put on the dog tags and made that change across the DOD for all branches of service because it's not just something that needs to be changed in the Air Force. We have to make sure we do that for all um, Native Americans that serve. Absolutely. So, man, thank you so much for, 
for doing that. And, and, and I know it's, it's a sense of pride to see that on your dog tag along with your, your name and social security number and all the rest of the stuff that comes along with it. So uh, thank you so much. We really enjoyed this discussion. Uh, our team wish you, you all the best and uh, we wish you all a safe and happy Thanksgiving. And uh, sir, if you don't mind, uh, Sergeant Stacy uh, and uh, General Lowry, if you don't mind staying on so we can have some formal goodbyes. After. But uh, man, this was an awesome interview. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us today. For more information about your exchange benefit and to shop tax-free for life, visit shopmyexchange.com. To view this episode of Chief Chat or to watch live, visit facebook.com slash shopmyexchange.